0: and mercy The true life has been my guide and in divine his comfort provide faith in him to drown for I know
1: times are changing folks and again I'm not here to, to make you fearful because we are in the Lord But as you see persecution starting to rise minimally here in the United States, understand it could get much worse before it ever gets better. And it's only going to get better despite what some of these denominations tell you. We're not going to usher in the kingdom. The kingdom is going to come with our king. And we're going to return with him. Things aren't going to get better before he returns. Things are not going to get better. Birth pangs are birth pangs. And if they've started, they only get worse and closer together. And as one who teaches the word, I have a responsibility. Not only what I teach, will I be judged with a higher standard of judgment, but also what I don't teach. And how many pastors refuse to talk about this because it makes people uncomfortable or because they might lose some people or some followers on YouTube? So be it. The thing that I have on my heart is church, get ready. Because during these times, we can shine bright. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego should be our example They shine bright, not literally either, in the fiery furnace. They stood for the Lord, and He's going to stand for them. And you and I may be seeing times coming where we have to stand. Make up your mind now. I challenge you. I warn you. I love you. Make up your mind now and be ready to stand. Don't compromise. But I love these guys, their boldness. And it's not arrogance, they're trusting in the Lord. They didn't value their own lives. They had full faith and confidence in their king that no matter what came, he was going to be there for them. Whether that meant they were going to get burned up or not, they knew they had a better home. Remember Paul, what he said, to live as uh, Christ, to die is gain. Pastor John Corson used to talk about this. He said, if, I, if we knew how good heaven was, God shields us from that because if we knew how good it was, we'd be lining up. You know what I mean? We, we would be lining up. Throw me in the furnace next, <laughs> please. But because of this, they were bold in the face of death. They stood for their king. And I love this because they said, we don't have to answer you, but we're going (laughs) to. Because they knew who they served. If God wants to defend us, he will. But if not, what's our life? But you know, king, we're never going to serve your gods, nor are we going to bow to your golden image. It doesn't impress us. We don't care how big it is. (laughs) We don't care. And so what does this prideful king do? Of course, he repents. He repents and he agrees with them. No, that's not what he does, right? He's a prideful man. Remember what he's going to do. He's going to get even angrier. And this is what prideful men do. I have to tell you this story and I won't mention his name, but uh, I have a good friend. Years ago, uh, we're both fans of the same team. And I won't tell you the team because then you'll, you won't like me anymore. And uh, it's one of those teams everybody roots against. But we're watching this football game and our team loses the heartbreaking loss in the playoffs. And what does he do? He picks up this helmet that he has that has signatures all over, it's worth a lot of money, and he bashes his 2,000-some-odd-dollar TV to death. I mean, he just loses his temper. And we're all just watching in awe, going, well, that was dumb. (laughs) He's just smashing his TV. He's so angry, he can't see straight. And he's shattering all this stuff, and it cost him thousands of dollars. So who did it really hurt? It hurt him. And he made a fool of himself in front of all of us, right? Have you ever been around people like that? Don't now. Don't point at anybody. Don't look at anybody. But I will say this: one thing, you know, we're going to see about King Nebuchadnezzar is he puts on a kingly face, but he's really a chameleon at this point. And we see those all the time in the church, out of the church. You've been around a chameleon. You know the ones I'm talking about. They look good in everybody's eyes. They always say the right thing. It's the adult, to keep it light. I always say it's the Eddie Haskell type. For those who know the Leave It to Beaver example. They look good to mom and dad, but behind the scenes, they're rascals. And King Nebuchadnezzar is that way. He's a chameleon. And that's often how prideful men are. They'll give a good face at church or out in public, but behind the scenes, they're just wicked and mean. And they'll turn in an instant. And that's what King Nebuchadnezzar, this is what's going to happen. He's going to lose all his composure and his mask that he wore, even in his anger, he controlled it to some degree, but now he's going to lose it. Verse 19, Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury, and the expression on his face changed. He morphed. The real Nebuchadnezzar is coming out now. Toward Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, he spoke and commanded that they heat the furnace seven times more than it was usually heated. So he's so angry, he drops his guard. He he loses all semblance of his kingly appearance. And he becomes his real self. And notice that expression changes. And he goes from this hope of having them comply to a determined look of murder. He's going to murder these guys. They would not do what he said. Again, this is what prideful men do. You don't do what I say. I'm going to make your life miserable. I'm going to kill you a thousand times over. I'm going to control you one way or another. You won't do what I say. Well, guess what? Watch out, because here I come. That's what prideful men do. It's evil. It's wicked. And it's still alive and well even in Christians. We need to fight that. You dare challenge me? This is what he's saying. And then look at this. His temper tantrum that he throws is just like my friend and his helmet. It's really only going to hurt Nebuchadnezzar. Well, and some guys around him. We'll see. Verse 20. And he commanded certain mighty men of valor who were in the army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning, fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their other garments and were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Verse 22. Therefore, because the king's command was urgent and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. King Nebuchadnezzar, his most valued mighty men, his mighty men of valor, the ones he spent all the time and money training, they die because of his temper tantrum because his king it says the king's command was urgent that means he did it without thinking you ever been there <laughs> you don't have to raise your hand but he did it without thinking he got so angry he did this rash thing and it cost these men their lives and it cost him a lot but we read these three young men simply fell down bound into the fire into the furnace now here's what's awesome this next passage of scripture is one of the most powerful and amazing in all of scripture in all of the bible Because what's going to happen is someone else is going to show up. When these young men stand for Jesus, he's going to stand for them. I'm reminded of Acts when Stephen was martyred. You know, the Bible tells us that the Lord Jesus went home to sit at the right hand of the Father. But remember when Stephen was martyred, the first martyr of the church? We read that in the book of Acts where Stephen looks up as he's being pelted with stones and he sees Jesus standing up for him. Guys, think about this. The Lord Jesus Christ stood up from his throne because a man decided to stand for him and, take and live out his life through death. He would take those stones one by one, and I'm fully convinced that Stephen didn't feel a single stone hit him. All he was consumed with was seeing the Lord Jesus stand to his feet to honor him, to welcome him home. And when you stand for Jesus, when you stand for him, he stands for you. And not only that, he shows up in person. Look at this, verse 24 and 25. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste. Now I have to stop there because in reading the Septuagint, the Septuagint is the Greek translation of the Hebrew Old Testament. And I have to tell you the reason in the Septuagint it says that he stood up in haste was because he could hear the men singing. Isn't that awesome? But it says this, then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Well, King Nebi, you're half right. (laughs) It is the Son of God. And did you notice they're now free? Do you realize the fiery trial, the fire, the flames burned off their ropes that bound them. And many times in our lives, when we're suffering, when we're struggling with something, and we go through a trial like this, a fiery trial, what happens? God makes us free. He burns away those things that bind us. That's why you need to understand, when Christians are out there teaching all this name-it-and-claim-it doctrine and all this best-life-now-garbage That's not what the Lord wants for us. This life is a proving ground. It's a testing ground. He wants you to draw closer to Him. He wants you to get rid of the garbage in your life. He wants you to get rid of the ropes that bind you. And sometimes it takes fire. It takes fire to burn them away. It's not a a very popular message. You know, the more popular message is, hey, just claim that Mercedes. Just claim that money. You can have anything you want. You can have your best life now. Well, guess what? There's only one God, small g, that wants you to have your best life now. There's only one evil presence in this world that wants to give you everything you want in your flesh. The truth of the matter is, the Lord will put us through trials. He will put us through discipline because he loves us. He wants us to finish well, and he wants us to be ready for his kingdom. Whatever you do here, whatever you do now, in this life will determine the next. Do you understand that? The moment we enter heaven, you know what's going to happen. Now, thankfully, we won't have regret, but if we could, how much would we regret the fighting and the bickering? How much would we regret all the hours we wasted? Do you think you're going to... You know, I've been in a lot of hospital rooms with dying people. And you know, I've never heard a single person say, I wish I
0: wouldn't have served This the Lord has been Hold sometime. Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi folks, Pastor Marty here, thank you for tuning in, I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in, grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, GolgothaFellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A-Fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you, and remember to hold fast.